Now, KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. And good morning, good Saturday, good grief. We are off and running. We've had quite the uh, weather event here in the past uh, week or so. Wow. We aren't even at Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving yet, and I'm going to talk about ice melt, ice dams, snow on the roof, snow on the ground, snow. Wow. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX, two hours today, a wonderful show. I am back from my uh, educational travels. Uh, thank you to those who carried the ball, uh, Josh Dunlap and Denny Core in my stead. So I appreciate that, uh, the ability to get away, learn, and keep sharp for you. And for you, I have ten phone lines. Ten phone lines just for you, 314-436-7900, 436-7900, and anywhere on the globe, toll-free, 800-925-1120, Two hours, home improvements, things to talk about around your home, keeping it ready, healthy, and all always ready for the guests. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Today we are approaching Thanksgiving coming up next week, a wonderful time of the year. I love the holidays. This is a terrific time of year for me. Maybe you as well. However, your house kind of, uh, uh, because of the guests or the absence, whatever, changing in the temperature, all those things that move from, you know, summer to fall to winter, uh, sunshine. And we have thermal swings, temperature swings in St. Louis that are truly unprecedented. We can have a 100 degree Fahrenheit temperature swing in the St. Louis area. Yeah, we've done it before. Uh, I know it sounds pretty weird, but we have dramatic temperature changes. We always have. We are a river valley in the Midwest here. If you can hear my voice, you're somewhere close to the Mississippi River for the most part. Uh, otherwise, uh, we can talk about all those things. But keep in mind, it's pretty tough on your house. Uh, having the guests over, making sure that bathroom works. Excuse me. <clears throat> Making sure the toilet flushes, for heaven's sakes. You're going to have all the Indians come over. The tribe comes to visit. Wonderful time. Great, good times. Good food. Is the kitchen up to it? Is the bathroom up to it? What will the floors look like when you're done? What will the floors look like before they get there? Will the doors <clears throat> and the windows latch and lock securely? Will <laughs> let people in and out? Is there parking available for everybody? Oh, those and more things we can talk about here on KMOX. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. So keep in mind, we've got uh, two hours today, and I am at your service. Scott Mosby, my day job, if you will, is you. Well, not really. Uh, it's Mosby Building Arts. Uh, this is our 72nd year. We were founded in 1947 by my father. And uh, what I do is bring this information to you outside in the uh, community, you know, really at your service through KMOX. These uh, weekend shows are called At Your Service. Imagine that. They've been going on for decades. Most of 100 years. We're sneaking up on 100 years here on X. Lots of things happening around that world in media. And I love radio. 
Thank you for being part of the CAMWEX family. Thank you for being here this morning. Phone lines 314-436-7900. Toll free 800-925-1120. Again, as I mentioned, uh, Mosby Building Arts is my main job. Uh, I traveled last week <clears throat> learning about uh, the absence of humidity as well as the presence of humidity. So building science is kind of a, something I like. Uh, uh, Josh Dunlap is, is pre- pretty well versed in it, I think, as you've uh, well discovered. And uh, Denny Core as well. We look for trouble. That's kind of our thing. We fix trouble. As design builders, uh, we're known for rather comprehensive remodels. And uh, through this radio show over the last 20-something years, people figured out we knew how to fix things as well. So uh, in figuring out what's wrong, uh, if you're really a student of construction, uh, building science, and all of that, you typically wind up with... um, uh, skills beyond your normal, and it, it's it, you know it just is what it is. So um, anyway, that's uh, just be aware that uh, we learn things in our travels, and uh, it, with that we're also here to sh- share those things with you. Three one four four three six seven nine hundred eight hundred nine two five eleven twenty. As I promised, think about how your home works, how your kitchen works. No matter where I invite my guests, they all seem to wind up in my yeah kitchen. You know it. You've experienced it. We love to gather around food. That's what we do as humans. It is a great time, lots of fun, and we can talk about that. But maybe the old house from the 60s and the 70s, uh, the walls are in the wrong place. The kitchen was sequestered over off in its own place where we don't want to show anybody our dirty dishes. Yep, uh, we're in that part of the country. But that's not how we live today. Maybe the wall is in the way. Maybe you want more space, and a room addition is on your palette. That's what you're looking for. It, it may not be a room addition. What if it's just getting a wall out of the way? Oh, but that wall could be structural, could be load-bearing. Uh, it could be. It's oftentimes less costly and more connecting to get the wall out of the way than to add more space and still have the wall in the way inside the space anyway. Uh, So that's kind of what we do at Mosby Building Arts. We also have a a right bath uh, part that really does a very quick turnaround, full gut remodel bathrooms. Uh, And they're not uh, plastic layout. They're a real bathroom remodel, and, you know, we get her done. Uh, So with that, also exteriors through this show, learning about moisture, absence of moisture, ice dams, all those things, we've become pretty well versed in how to build things right the first time. Uh, So anyway, that's our world. Uh, MosbyBuildingArts.com or call Mosby, C-A-L-L-M-O-S-B-Y. Any questions you want, uh, 314-909-1800. But today, it's KMOX. This is the Helitech Home Improvement Show. I do have a special guest. I promise I'm keeping him on the down low right now. But, you know, we've got some special things to talk about here today in the changing weather. Uh, we'll take a short pause. I've got Bosco standing by, cranking out 50,001 watts uh, right here on the Blowtorch University of KMOX. I am Scott Mosby at your service, and I will be right back after this. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. 
And good morning, Saturday indeed. We are off and running a little bit of improved weather. Maybe you can get outside a bit. Uh, But again, uh, if you haven't figured it out, uh, the snow and the ice has already occurred. It's awakened. So old man winter is peaking right around the corner. Uh, Think about the ice melt. The things that are important to have standing by in any home, uh, if you have an asphalt uh, uh, driveway, uh, it's important to realize you can't can use just about any kind of ice melt on that uh, without harming the asphalt. Uh, rock salt is acceptable. However, if you have concrete or any version of that, pavers, uh, cement, uh, stamped concrete, then it's really uh, rock salt is pretty uh, detrimental. I mean, it just tears up concrete. That's the issue. And keep in mind, IDOT, Illinois Department of Transportation and MoDOT, Missouri Department of Transportation, they use kind of a concentrated kind of chloride on the roads out there. So when your car comes home, drives up the driveway, parks in the garage, whatever it is, you're already getting basically concentrated liquid rock salt deposited on your garage floor or driveway or parking area because it's dripping off of your car that came home from traveling the streets. Uh, Anyway, we'll talk about the ice melt later as we go. Also, I want to remind you that uh, this is ice dam season. You know, the snow and the ice get on the roof. Yeah, they already did. And then if you are under insulated or your attic is not properly ventilated, your attic is going to be too warm because that temperature bleeds, leaks, or gets from the ceiling up into the attic. And in doing so, it melts the ice, it melts the snow, and that water turns back to ice right at your gutter line. And that's where the ice dam occurs. So, you know, a little thing, just keep in mind, I mean, uh, I scan various publications throughout the country. Uh, Consumer Reports, and it's November issue has a thing about the dangers of ice dams. So if you're looking for a good graphic on that, that's a great way to learn what happened. But the bottom line is, if you let too much heat get into your attic when it's outside freezing, you will melt the snow. The snow will then turn into ice right at the edge, right along your gutter, and cause problems. And then once it warms up, that ice will turn back into water usually underneath your shingles because it'll crawl right underneath the shingles uphill. So anyway, a lot of things to talk about. Uh, With me now, I have a very special guest star, somebody you might recognize, Kevin Welch from Helitech. Kevin, good morning. Thank you for stopping by today. Good morning, Scott. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, brother. How are you doing out there? Good, good. Everything's moving along. Got a little uh, wedding to go to today and just uh, hang out with some family tonight, so going good. Nice. Uh, Kevin, you're with Helitech. Your experience has been around for quite some time. What are you seeing out in the industry today? What's out in the community with the weather, the changing foundations, and all the services of Helitech? You know, Scott, uh, this is typically, as you well know, a little bit of a slower time of the year for us. So, um, um, you know, we're seeing still, you know, some leftover uh, you know, leakage. You know, uh, we're seeing some leftover uh, settlement that occurred uh, over the last year. Some parts of the the northern region of St. Louis have have uh, been in a drought up until you know recently, and so they they um, they're still getting quite a bit of movement up in those areas. So we're we're still seeing a little bit of everything, but again, a little bit slower time of the year for us. 
Kevin, tell me about some of the things that, uh, you know, I mean, you walk into the house, give us a, a just a general walkthrough. I've asked you this several times, but w- when you show up at my house and you're going to give me a look-see and take a look for trouble, as typically you're trained to do, uh, what is it you're looking for? You know, Scott, I, I personally am one that likes to get right down into, into the business, and that's, you know, first of all, just talking with the, the homeowner about what they're seeing, what problems that they, they've recognized, um, and then from there, really just touring the house and looking at, uh, you know, looking for drywall cracks, looking for uh, maybe windows and doors that aren't aligned properly, uh, they're out of square, um, then getting down into the basement, and if the basement's, you know, visible and you can see the foundation looking for cracks or leaks, um, you know, things in the floor that could be going on. So those are those are a lot of the things that, you know, that we're looking at on the inside. On the outside, you know, we do a tour of the outside, too, and and look over, uh, you know, what could be occurring in the foundation again, uh, crack-wise, or if there's stair-stepping in the bricks. Um, so those are those are a lot of the, the things that we're looking at and looking for when we're trying to diagnose what might be happening with, with our, our homeowners. Wow. So this is something that I, I, as a homeowner, can do myself to some extent. Absolutely, absolutely. There's, uh, you know, I, I always will, as I've talked to you about, is, is, you know, tell people to go outside when it's when it's wet. This is a great day to do it. Go outside, look at where your gutters are draining, uh, making sure that your downspouts are connected and, and running 10 to 15 feet away from the house. Um, you know, I looked at a home this morning, and they're getting some leakage coming in behind some drywall in the basement. So, you know, just go down in your basement and look around as well. You know, a lot of times, especially as you, you maybe get a little bit older, you don't go down into your basement as often. Um, and, and so it kind of becomes out of sight, out of mind. So getting down in there and just kind of wandering around through the rooms and looking in the corners and seeing what might be happening, making sure you don't have any leaks or anything like that happening. Kevin, what uh, you know, uh, I'm sensitive to smell and mold. And, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. When there's moisture, sometimes you can get that musty smell. How much does the sense of smell contribute to what you're looking for and what a homeowner can uh, keep aware of? Same thing. You know, I had a homeowner a few weeks ago who had me over. She said she's had this musty smell in her basement. It's driving her crazy. Um, she had a crawl space, and we opened up the entrance to the crawl space, and boy, it would have knocked you over. I, I'm I'm pretty oh, allergic man. to mold, so I immediately picked up on you know the nose starts tingling, and I knew immediately. I was like, you know, I told her, I said, you've got a mold issue. You need to get a mold remediation company out here right away. And sure enough, uh, she got a hold of a of a gentleman that I refer, and he uh, he he found mold immediately up in the floor joists and and up in the insulation and. So yeah, you smell that stuff, you probably got mold somewhere and that's not good. Yeah, yeah. And and nobody knows who, you know, what the threshold of safety on mold is because some people, you know, Molary and Curly might have a very high tolerance, you and I may have a very low tolerance. So there's no standard for okay for mold. Uh suffice to say that, you know, if you can smell it and you can feel it and you're feeling it in your chest, baby, it's time to get it fixed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, where there's mold, there's moisture. And so then that's yeah. where we come into play. And, and we can come in and, you know, after the remediation's been done, come in and maybe put a dehumidifier in the in that crawl space along with some encapsulation. If there's, you know, standing water or signs of, you know, a lot of water, then we would we would jump into putting in our, uh, our patented hydroweight drainage system in there in a sump pit with a sump pump. That's, that's pretty slick. Tell me about the hydroway. I've always been uh, fascinated about all the various applications. Man, that stuff gets put in, you know, uh, 
athletic stadium. I mean, it's everywhere. You you guys, you're uh, you know, you're everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's it's used a lot, like the uh, the old the uh, drain tile that you can pick up at Home Depot and Lowe's, but it's just much better. Um, it doesn't clog. It's got a geotextile fabric that's wrapped around it um, with a polypropylene core that allows the water in, but keeps all the other uh, you know sediment and things like that out of it. Uh, that can cause these systems to clog. But yeah, we we put it in, um, you know, for interior, um, you know, interior drainage, uh, waterproofing. We do uh, ball fields. We do uh, edge drains along highways. We do. Um, I've done backyards for for people where we've run a French drain type of a of an application with a product, and it's just a. Uh, it's just a, it, the, what's unique about it is, is that it, the inflow rating, and that's what you really want to you want to be looking at when you're looking at these systems is how quickly can the water get into it, and then where does it go as far as it getting it to a sump pit and the, letting the pump take over, or if you're doing it in a yard, getting it routed around the house where it can it can drain down a hill or something of that nature. Yeah, yeah. So as much as taking it in, uh, it's also got to be set up for uh, exhausting it too, and that's where you come in, I imagine. Yeah, exactly. You're putting it in, and you're not you're not you're not draining it properly or running it, you know, the right way. Then it kind of becomes worthless. It just the water sits in it. So you got to make sure that it's it's got some gravity and and uh, and that you're installing it the right way. So that's where yeah, that's where we uh, as the the estimators jump in and, and give advice and and look for the the way to make sure that it operates the way we want it to operate. Well, Kevin, will you stick around? Let's see if we can fire up the phone lines and see if we get some uh, questions going on here. You bet, Scott. Okay, hang on a minute. Uh, Let's see what's uh, cooking. Uh, Let's go to Norm. Norm, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How can I help, my friend? Hi, Scott. Enjoy your program. I have uh, two questions. Number one, in our utility room, we have, like, sewer gas, you know, the smell. Like, if you're walking in from the garage, I mean, it it smells a lot. Mm -hmm. It obviously is coming from the drain, I guess, in case the washer would overflow at some point in time. But we can't get to it because of the of the, the layout of the utility room. Any suggestions on trying to alleviate that uh, sewer gas smell that comes up? Uh, Norm, you're going to have to get access to it. There are. Uh, I'm going to give you a couple of different answers here. Number one, the P-trap where the floor drain is. Uh, if this is a simple problem, that floor drain just dries out because there's not water going to it. Yeah. Uh, if you don't have water in it, you know, it'll evaporate, and then you've got simple sewer gas coming out. Uh, get the washer out or, or whatever. It's worth it. Uh, pull it out, dump some water in that drain, and then take a capful, you know, maybe one or two of just vegetable oil and float it on the surface, just dump it right down the drain. What happens with that, Norm, is that little film of oil. Everybody knows how oil floats on water. You see that blue yeah. you know, film. Well, if you get enough of that, and it's just vegetable oil, so it's food quality, uh, it'll float on the surface of that water and prohibit or slow down dramatically the evaporation of the water in that P-trap. So uh, just just for the record, um, it's not approved in the state of Missouri code-wise. It is in Illinois. That's acceptable. Uh, but in terms of um, my uh, lesser of two evils, I'd rather see you float a little bit of vegetable oil on that water in the floor drain than uh, having explosive or biological <laughs> problems with sewer gas coming into your laundry room there. Yeah, it's just unfortunate the way, like I said, you know, we've got new flooring and everything, and it's like, you know, do you want to try to move the washer or the dryer since it all been centered and 
yeah. you know, to, to just to try to get to it, to pour some water down it, to, to I guess, to, to, in essence, to lubricate and lubricate the drain. But that vegetable oil, that sounds like a good, that, that sounds like that might be worthwhile. Any other things like for odor or, is that, or would that alleviate the odor once you do that? No, really, if the source is the sewer gas smell, uh, it's a recurring, you know, quantity just by using the, the, the house and the systems in it. Uh, that's the thing. Now, keep in mind, Norm, you may not need to be able, may not need to move that washer dryer. If you get a small quarter inch tubing, may take a little bit of patience, but you can put the tube down there with a little bit of funnel, dump a little water in there. If you can see that drain and line it up, uh, or if it's a concrete floor in that area, you know, you can pretty much put some water in that floor drain without having to wash that, move that washer and dryer. Uh, and then likewise, the same thing uh you may go ahead and just dump a you know a couple capfuls of uh, vegetable oil down that same funnel and tubing just keep in mind you may not have to move the big appliance to get a little bit of water and oil in there okay that's a, that's a great idea that's, <laughs> didn't think of that can i ask you one more question it's unrelated uh to the sewer drain yeah yeah are the stacks that are on the roof of the house that you know we just had a new roof put up six months ago and those stacks, I think we have three of them. And then they put a lead shield over it. And for whatever reason, the squirrels love those. Is there another alternative? Because they've chewed away uh, some of that lead uh, liner or exterior. Oh, man. Uh, frankly, once they find that, uh, they'll keep coming back. There is another uh method to do that it's a polyeth it's got a little rubber boot on it and it's a aluminum color it's not nearly the quality of that lead boot so the lead boot is by far the better of the two until the squirrels get in uh getting those squirrels taken care of uh i'd put a frankly if you can get a rubber snake up there an owl some sort of a predator around those parts of the house that might make the squirrels feel like somebody's lunch uh that might be one thing to it but uh, yeah there is another boot the problem is the boot lasts about 10 years the lid uh shields you know those flashings can last 50 years yeah. uh, until the squirrels eat them up so yeah there's another choice but uh the, the, keep in mind the symptom is the flashing the problem is the squirrels okay hey we really enjoy your program we listen just about every week and uh it's so helpful and uh we're going to go get some vegetable oil and some quarter inch tubing and uh give that a try for the uh, sewer drain all right norm you sure know how to party man <laughs> thanks a lot <laughs> okay take care good morning all right scott mosby home improvement kevin well standing by kevin uh you know uh you've got a big day coming for you today here after the show i you know big doings yeah, with the yeah. welsh family yeah big my wife comes from a big family so there's it seems like there's always a wedding or a party or something but it's fun we enjoy it got the kids well, home from college uh Got uh, everybody home safely yesterday, so we're looking forward to a nice Thanksgiving week and some relaxation here. Nice. Would you mind sharing your home address? We'll get another 50,000 guests there here soon. <laughs> I wouldn't not. care. My wife? My <laughs> wife might not. <laughs> You're, you are a friendly rascal, by the way, so... Well, okay, yeah. well, you, yep. st stand by, Mr. Kevin. Now, we're going to take a short pause for this on KMOX and be right back. Stay tuned for more of the University of KMOX. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. 
All right, Scott Mosby, Home Improvement. Kevin Welsh of Helitech with me in the wings. We've got phone lines open for you. 314-436-7900-436-7900. Toll free, 800-925-1120. If you're trying to figure out what a load-bearing wall is, how to remove walls, finishing your basement, any kind of a bathroom finish, kitchen, products, whatever your choice is, you can turn it here to University city of camo x if you know a young homeowner that's just getting started on buying their first home this is the place university of camo x uh, at your service we stand at your ready um, you know mike miller uh, garden hotline this morning myself uh, we've got afternoon experts all day long on camo x 314-436-7900 toll free 800-925-1120 let's go to the phone lines up next let's speak with ron ron Good morning. Welcome to Camwex, sir. How can I help? Um, I have windows that are about 30 years old. It's a two-story house. Um, west, all of, A large portion of them face west, and I get a lot of uh, sun load through them. Um, I'm thinking about either replacement windows, and they are, without saying the brand, the most expensive ones, or... I'm wondering about the film that you can buy and have installed. And I was wondering if you have any experience with that or a recommendation. Uh, Ron, absolutely. The the films are effective. The windows that you purchase would have kind of a manufactured version of that film on the glass. But I will say that probably, you know, through NASA and the space program, one of the most... Um, uh, phenomenal technology changes is in the glass coating. So uh, glass reflective technology is so effective that we're now having people with uh, vinyl siding next door. If the window faces the wrong direction and the sun hits it, uh, the glass is so effective at repelling that heat that um, it's melting plastic siding, vinyl siding on the neighbor's house. So in the last well, 7 to 10 years, uh, now that we're getting these whiz-bang window glass coatings, you know, we're creating another new problem of, you know, cooking down the neighbor's house. So, uh, you know, it, so I will I will say that in replacing windows, there's some cool stuff out there. Uh, the films are available. They are effective. They're pretty pricey. Uh, so I get right back to, you know, how old are the windows on your house? Uh, what other issues are there? Because you're going to spend, you know, a significant amount putting uh, films on the windows. How, how old are your windows, Ron? About right at, uh, well, the house is 25 years old. Uh, but I'm okay. sure the technology is like 30 year old. Yeah, yeah. So I, I wouldn't. I I would be open to both. I would be open to new windows, but you know, new windows are you know, if you do the right, if you really get into it, you you know, they're a thirty to plus year investment. Uh, the coating technology, your your films, are effective as well. But you know, they can be scratched off. They basically are applied to the surface of the glass. So I wouldn't be um, opposed to either one. They both uh, will be mostly effective. Uh, but when I say mostly effective. Um, they will, um, to the, some extent, minimize the ultraviolet fade. So w- with clients at Mosby, what we face many times is, you know, the sun is bleaching the uh, furniture, is bleaching the carpet, is bleaching everything. And it's, you know, it's, it's wearing out some pretty expensive contents, you know, pretty fast. So that's where the 
return on yep. investment winds up. Do you, do you know um, anything about how long the film lasts? You know, is it good for 10 years, 20 years? Oh, no. It, it, well, if if the world leaves it alone, it'll go on for 20-plus years. So it's a very, okay. again, the, that plastic technology, it used to be some not-so-dynamic stuff, but through all the technology, you know, technological changes, the, even the plastic that the film is applied to is getting pretty rock-solid, too. So I wouldn't be afraid of it. Uh, but the point is, is you wind up spending a third of this on the, the thing, and then five, ten years later, you're replacing the windows again. Now your windows just cost you one point three or one point five the cost of you know so i it, you know i i wouldn't miss the opportunity but if you're buying time that the technology does work okay so just keep the grandchildren away from scratching the film there you go brother it's you know that's exactly you know windows broken glass stuff like that um and then you know it does have a little bit of ultraviolet fade itself so if you break a window and you have the new stuff applied you wind up with a little bit different color you know, on your coating from the outside. But, you know, both systems work, um, and, you know, it's kind of up to how the family budget can stomach new windows versus the coating. Right. Okay, thank you very much. Ron, thanks for the question. Good topic, and a good time of year as well. It's a great time to get into windows because, uh, you know, frankly, uh, when things are really hot and the house kind of gets hot, it expands and gets bigger. You know, Kevin Welch of Helitech knows about all that, you know, pavements and uh, concrete. Uh, you know, uh, Kevin, you guys get into mud jacking as well. You you go way, way back in that, don't you? 31 years, Scott. Oh my! Yeah, it's, wow. uh, yeah, that's where we started. We were uh, we were one mud jack truck and I think a crew of maybe two or three men, and that was it. And now we're uh, two hundred and I think two hundred and thirty, pushing two fifty maybe. As far as um, the amount of employees, we've got three or four mud jack trucks, three poly jacking trucks. So along with everything else that we do, so it's uh, really grown over the last thirty one years. But that was our that was our beginning. So once you learned how to uh, move concrete, you then figured out foundations are moving around on an unwanted basis. Then you figured out, well, if you know how to move it, you figured out how not to move it. So that's kind of an interesting business evolution. It is. That's, that's funny you put it that way, but that's exactly, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Wow, wow. But the polyjacking is really where things are headed. We're, we're seeing yeah. more and more of the, uh, the desire for the poly than the mud. You know the mud jacking uh, is a lime cementaceous product, and over time, it's uh, it's um, it, it can it can erode and it can wash away. And now with that that new poly technology or newer poly technology, I should say, um, it, it doesn't erode, it doesn't go away. So it's a uh, the more permanent fix. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's interesting. Uh, I, I just find it um, kind of fascinating, the various technologies. For something, you know, when you get into structural things and you're trying to save houses, you know, the technology gets pretty serious. So the polyjacking and all that, that's not, you know, a foundation repair. Tell me about the helical piers. That that fascinates me because, you know, we're all we're sizing up houses all the time. When we come in looking at a kitchen or room addition, bath, whatever we're doing, we're looking for trouble because we want to make sure the rest of the house is secure and can handle the investment in that particular project. So uh, I'm fascinated with bowing walls, and, you know, we're on the phone calling you a lot. Yes, uh, for sure. The, the helicals, um, 
you know, you've got a diff- couple of different peering products or systems that are out there. You've got your, your uh, traditional push peer, uh, which mm-hmm. is often called a resistance peer or a pipe peer, a couple of different names for it, um, which we do uh, and has, a, you know, an application all over St. Louis. Um, but the helicals become a little unique because of the fact that they don't have to get to, we don't have to get to bedrock with those. Where the resistance and pipe piers, we, we do have to reach bedrock to get the stability that we're looking for. Um, so the helicals, because of the size of the helix and the platform of an 8-inch diameter helix or bigger, um, doesn't require us to get into, into bedrock. In some locations of St. Louis, it's really hard to get to bedrock. It's, it's very yeah. deep, especially when you get closer to the rivers. So that's where the helicals come into play. Well, and the helicals are really just enormous fin screws, aren't they? Exactly. It looks like a yeah. It looks like basically kind of a giant auger, and yeah. it uh, gets screwed down into the earth. So you know, with a resistance pier, you're looking for the 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 resistance of the house. We have an yeah. apparatus that's that's attached to the house, and that's what you use the counterweight of the home to push that pier into the ground. Thus, the name push pier. With the helicals, we're using a hydraulic drive head that's spinning that down into the earth like a screw. Yeah. So it's just a different. It's a different way of doing it. Um, the helicals are, are pretty darn beefy too. Those, those things, those things are, are big. I'm fascinated by the technology with all that, you know, watching the gauges, you know, once the gauges spin up, it's like, oh my gosh, we've got some resistance. It's like, you know, you ran into a whole lot of something and, and they back off. It's like, yeah, there's more than enough to hold up this house, you know? So it's kind of interesting to watch, you know, from a crude layman's standpoint, from my eyes, you know, watching these guys do this, pretty cool stuff to watch. It's it's quite the show. Yeah, it, it is. It's um, it's it's entertaining. You get to a point where you start seeing, you know, solid square tube steel turn and start to twist. Oh, you know, man. you're getting into something really. You're getting into something really, really, uh, really good as far as soil's concerned, or even rock. All right. Well, Kevin, how do people uh, get a hold of uh, Helitech? How, how do we get somebody uh, as smart and charming as you to come out to our house? The best way to reach us is the is the uh, the one eight hundred number. So that number is one eight hundred two four six ninety seven twenty one, and then you can reach us at uh, at our website um, Helitech Online, all one word dot com. Um, so those are those are the two ways that are best to reach us. That one eight hundred number is probably going to give you the best shot. All right. Hey, Kevin, a have, a good thank- have a good Thanksgiving. Thanks for joining us. And, uh, you know, uh, don't gain too much weight. Or, or maybe you should. I don't know. <laughs> I don't need any more weight, Scott. And you have a great Thanksgiving, too. It's a pleasure talking with you again. And, and uh, I think I'll be seeing you after first of the year. Yes, sir. God bless you and you and your family. All, All right. right. You too, Scott. Take care. Thank you. Kevin Welch, Helitech Home Improvement Show. Uh, we are really uh, grateful to have Kevin uh, uh, call in and, and share this information. He's a little busy this weekend, so uh, we got him in by phone uh, because he's got, uh, you know, family matters to handle just like all the rest of us. 314-436-7900. You can be up next on this CamoX Home Improvement Show. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Scott Mosby standing by at the ready at your service here on KMOX. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. 
All right, welcome back. Home Improvement Phone Lines. Thank you once again to Kevin Welch of Helitech Foundation and Waterproofing Repair. He took time out of his busy weekend getting ready for the Thanksgiving holiday and all of the tribe coming to the Welch household. So thank you again, Kevin, for sharing that with us. Phone lines open 314-436-7900, toll-free 800-925-1120. Next up, let's talk to my friend Mike. Good morning, Mike. How can we help you, friend? Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. I have, uh, I'm going to talk bathroom vents. Uh-huh. I have a three-inch non-insulated flexible uh, line that goes from the bathroom vent through the through the attic and up through the roof, a vent in a roof. Yep. And sometimes when we get a, a real cold spell, it's usually only once or twice a winter, I get some, some drips into the bathroom, like on the bathroom floor. Yep. So I go up and I disconnect the hose and there's maybe a half a cup of water in there I dump out. Yeah. Do you have any ideas or solutions? Uh, yeah, I'm going to scare the bejeebas out of you here, Mike. Uh, that's where Legionnaire's disease came from. Standing water in a vent pipe uh, backdrafted into an air conditioning system. So uh, this is big stuff here. Um, and insulating that, number one, uh, uh, is the fan a 3-inch outlet or a 4-inch outlet? If it's a 4-inch, I'd upsize to that larger. Uh, likewise, from a fire code standpoint, that flex stuff is completely non-compliant because if you get a fire in the bathroom and that vent fan's running, it's going to suck that fire up, blow it all over your attic, you're going to have a whole house fire in about, you know, 60 seconds. So that's okay. why the fire department and the building code is driven around rigid steel, galvanized stuff, not that shiny aluminum. That aluminum will burn through. And, and this is the same for a... Um, uh, a dryer downstairs. If you know, if you're blowing heat through a something, uh, especially a dryer, the rigid steel is the only way. Uh, the uh, aluminum, the flex stuff for vent fans and dry are totally insufficient um, and, and hazardous, frankly. Um, so anyway, I, I would see that you put a rigid three-inch galvanized steel on there. Uh, the way to insulate it is, uh, and we learned this the hard way. So I mean, I'm, this is a perfect example of how we wound up in the repair business at Mosby Building Arts because we understood what was happening and why. Uh, uh, kudos to you. You understand this stuff. You learned it the hard way, too. So uh, anyway, we buy flex duct uh, for a 4-inch and a 6-inch. And frankly, it's cheaper to buy the flex duct than it is the insulation. If you buy the insulation only in flex form to slide over the top of that 3-inch, we'll we'll typically on your 3-inch, we typically slide a 4-inch sock over it, insulated flex duct. We pull the flex duct out, and we just use the sock. And then over the top of that, we'll put a 6-inch sock as well. We pull the flex duct out of that, and we slide that over the 3-inch rigid steel, the 4-inch insulated flex, and the 6-inch over the top of it because the goal is to keep that warm moist air warm and moist long enough to spit it out the roof or outside the house and what's called the building envelope once it gets outside it can do whatever it wants but uh, otherwise if it condenses back into that cold water form and it drains back down that's a problem so and, and we will tape these joints on this rigid steel very reliably because they will leak you you know if you have this thing sloping somewhere and the joint leaks 4, 10, 
12 feet away from that bath fan, you can induce a drywall sealing what appears to be a leak problem, and it's not. It's just condensation escaping at that joint. So it's a big deal. There's a lot of technology that goes into getting this right. Um, but if you followed my 4-inch flex and your 6-inch flex, you know, if you're going to get up there and do battle with this three-headed monster, you know, get her done and, and over-insulate. When you mm-hmm. think you have it not done, put another layer on it, and you're just buying insurance. Now, is that something you or your firm uh, will do a job like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but well, the, here's how we got it is nobody, nobody else understood, even listening to that, the why. I mean, if you have a one-square-inch area, uh, that can condense, it, it, you lose. It fails. Uh, we get up into attic ductwork, but you bet, yeah. Um, uh, 909-1800, 314-909-1800. So, yeah, we'd be okay. happy to help you there, Michael. I'll contact your office. I appreciate your help. Okay, sir. Take care. Thanks. Good question. All right. And we are, indeed, at this point, you know, uh, we're heading into winter, and we get more, quote, roof leaks through condensation problems of bath fans and all this than you can imagine. Uh, So we'll be back after the top of the hour. News, weather, and sports here on University of Camwex. I am Scott Mosby at your service on KMOX.